Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello and welcome to episode 54 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel of Quilters Candy and the host of the show. This week is kind of a unique podcast episode, and I'm really excited to introduce you to some of my quilting friends. We are actually all here together right now, and so it's a little bit different format. There's five of us, and the topic that I just wanted to really focus on this week is the importance of having friends. So we are entrepreneurs. It can feel really lonely sometimes when you're out there trying to get started and you feel like who can I talk to about this? My friends, my partner, they're, they're sick of it. You know, who can I talk to and bounce ideas off of? I mean, we'll talk, we'll dive into things that we've loved being together and talking about, but coming and joining a conversation where I just left the room and come back and they're talking about things that light me up about business. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is it. These are my people. Like we get to talk about, and we actually really care about all of the same things. So I encourage you to reach out and find some friends, whether it's through Instagram or taking a course or joining a membership or a mastermind or however you might find your people to make some friends so that you can feel supported in your entrepreneurial adventures. So I want to introduce who I've got here with me and I am going to have them share their Instagram name so you can find them, their real name, what they sell. And we'll start with that. So let's see, we'll start with, go ahead, introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm Kelsey and my Instagram is white rose designs and I write quilt patterns. Oh, and how long have you been in business? Let's add that. Oh. In <laughs> um, and my first quilt pattern released the very January of 2021. Um, so I took Elizabeth's pattern writing course in 2020 and then released my pattern a few months later. So you've been in business, what, like a year and a little bit? Yeah. Almost, yeah. Almost a year and a half, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't seem like that long. It goes fast. I know. You're <laughs> like, wait a minute. No, I'm new with this. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And next. Hi, I'm Liza from Liza Taylor Handmade. Um, I have a small online fabric shop and I am a quilt pattern designer. Um, I started my fabric shop in May, 2020. And my first pattern came out in November, 2021. Awesome. I'm Casey of Wellspring Designs. Um, I write quilt patterns and I've been doing it for just over a year also. Very cool. I'm Jessica from Quilted Studios and I'm a quilt pattern designer. Um, I started about six months ago. So 2021, September. Yeah. And I just have to say like the amount of talent that's in this room, the, the vision that these ladies have, their ability to look at colors and combine them. And each one of them has like a special set of skills, if you will, but it's just really fun to be surrounded by such talented people. Like there's a little bit of I don't know what the word is, fangirl or like, wow, this is really cool and humbling to be surrounded by these people. But it's it's so fun and so awesome. Um, so I kind of want to ask you guys, and maybe we'll go in the same order, but what has been really great for you about being in person with friends, quilting business friends? Let's narrow that down. Yeah, I'll go first again. Um, so we yesterday went over like a 12 month plan and kind of talked through what we could do in the next 12 months to grow our business um, and bounced ideas off of each other. Maybe we just had a starting idea and talking, you know, to the other four of us, we got even more ideas or things, inspiration of what we could do. Um, and that was really cool to give ideas and get feedback on what we've done. Um, so yeah, I don't get to do that with other people in my life. My husband is kind of tired of talking about quilting and a quilting business. So it was exciting to bounce ideas off of people who are in the same industry and have the same goals as I do. And I will say like this morning, it was so cool. We got back together 
And every people were like, oh my gosh, that thing you were talking about, I have an idea for you. And like to have people who think in the same realm that you think and have ideas and care, you know, like it's just really fun. So I'm glad that you like that. Yeah. And they're excited for what you're coming out with and they're excited for what you're coming up, you know, vice versa. You guys are supporting each other. So it's nice to have people in the same industry that are your cheerleaders. It is. And sometimes it can feel competitive, you know, where it feels like people are, there's not enough room or, or not wanting to have other people encroach on their territory. I don't feel that here, you know, and you want to surround yourself with people who, who it, it's not natural, right? So if you feel that way, don't beat yourself up about it. But like, you don't have to feel that way that there is abundance and there is room enough for everyone, like really sincerely. So yeah, definitely. Liza, how about you? I've loved hearing like all the different avenues of income there are. And like, we're all kind of doing our own thing. You know, some are making courses or more patterns, you know, and there's just so many opportunities and it's just fun to learn all these opportunities and like learn about everybody's different skills and how they're putting them to use. I've found that really interesting. Yeah, very cool. And it's fun to see your different routes and, and then to talk about how to niche it down and work through that scariness of like, blah, you know, but yeah, cool. Thank you. Casey, how about you? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, when you talk about fangirling, I feel like that's what all of us being here, it's like, <laughs> we've learned so much from you over the last year or so. And as I think about like what has grown my business the, the most, it's really been learning from those who have gone before and realizing that that investment is worth it and that it's worth it to not have to struggle through the mud all by yourself, but to take the path that somebody else has laid. And it's been, I think that's been the biggest thing that has taken me from just piddling out patterns to like, I have a vision, I have a goal, I have a direction and kind of feel like I can actually get there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and I wish that you listeners, you'll just have to watch and see what all these goals are and what's going to happen in the next 12 months. But it is fun to see what we're all brewing back here. So yes, thank you. All right, Jess, how about you? Um, I think for me, a lot of the value comes from being with people who understand what it's like to start a business. You know, it's, there's highs and there's lows and there's everything in between. And I think it's really nice to be with people who just with friends who understand, you know, what that process looks like. So it's been really fun to brainstorm and like work together. And yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And it's fun. So Jess is like the reels queen and yes. she actually just posted a reels, a reel. Wow. I don't even know how to say that. <laughs> she posted a reel today of us visiting Riley Blake. And for one, it's just refreshing to have a group of people where we get it. Like, Oh, we need to, we need a tripod. Oh, I've got one. Yeah. <laughs> Let me bring that. Definitely. And no one looks at you funny. Like, yep. Usually when you're with normal people, they're like, <laughs> you look ridiculous. But yes. Yes. And like, funny. we got to do that again. There's this weird thing. We're like, Oh yeah, you're right. There is. And like, we, we get each other, you know, like we're with our people here and it's just, it's nice to not feel like, a little bit of a weirdo, right? I'm going to say that. I'm putting words into my own mouth here. I don't know if that's what you were saying. 100%, yes. There's that sense of like a shared experience that I think we all, we've all gone through. And so it's really nice to kind of just get together. Well, and I think too, you know, being entrepreneurs and growing a business, there's such a different mindset than people who just have, you know, a nine to five job. 100%. So yes. it's nice to be around those people who are creative and thinking outside of the box and so, yeah, you might look a little odd jumping in the air 15 times to get the right take. <laughs> go look at that but, reel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch the reel. But we all get it, and we all know we want it to look a certain way. And so that's nice and refreshing to not be like, this is awkward. <laughs> I don't want anyone to see me where we all understand what's going well, on. Well, it still may be awkward. <laughs> we're all still together. And I think that's, there's, like, power in numbers. So. Yes. And there's something to, like, well, at least, so we are all quilters, right? And it's different when you go to a quilting convention where it's to be an entrepreneur within the quilting realm brings you even more to a narrow niche. And the things that you're talking about and interested in, the normal quilter sometime I find they're like, wait, what? Why are you, why do you care about what's their top seller? Or, you know, just stuff. They're like, it's just fun. And that's what I want to do. I'm like, oh, I'm looking at this through a business lens, you know? And so to be surrounded with people who also get that and are interested in those things, 
again, it's just kind of validating and fun. And like the conversation is very natural and I can geek out on the things that I want to, and they like it too. And so that's been fun for me. Um, plus all the fun things that we've gotten to do together, but, and Casey kind of mentioned, and I want to ask you guys this. Um, so now just talking more from like business owner to business owner, I'm curious for you guys, what has been the thing that's really moved the needle the most for you in your business? If you had to look back and like, yeah, this one decision or this one thing is when I really saw growth or change or excitement, whatever that success might look like for you, which I'd be curious to hear both what moved the needle and what the success was that came from it. Cause it's not always, oh, I got more sales, you know, it might look different. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll open up whoever wants to go first. I'll go. Um, so definitely the thing that has moved the needle most for me was last fall signing up for Elizabeth's pattern writing course. Um, and making that decision to invest in myself and my education. And um, not only has it opened so many doors, but I've made friends. I learned how to write patterns, which I had no idea before, which is now what I'm pursuing, what my career will be. And it's just, yeah, opened so many avenues, new avenues for me. I love that. And no, I did not bribe her to say that. <laughs> But I, and for my own self, like, and I've talked about this before, for me, it was also taking a course, which at the time it was, I was a new business owner. It was a thousand dollar course. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I don't know, man. And it was that last minute, like, okay, just do it. It has changed my career. Like, absolutely. And, um, so I'm glad that that was helpful for you and that that moved the needle. And then what you said, the success was knowing how to write patterns and yeah being able to write patterns and sell them um meeting everybody here and um other friends and yeah just learning and growing with each other it's been incredible yay awesome yeah very cool um i would say the biggest thing for me was not actually one of my patterns but really defining what my niche was. Mm -hmm. And I know Elizabeth <laughs> that you told me that I should do that. And like, you know, video number one of your course. Um, and I thought I had, but it wasn't until I got, you know, to that second, third pattern that I really had to decide what it was. And I decided I wanted to teach quilters, you know, the basics and all the tips and tricks of how, you know, to make their quilts perfect or teach them colors or flying geese or whatever it was. Um, and that's when I really saw not only sales, but also like my growth in my business um, and in my social media and my email list and stuff is when I really decided this is what I want to do. I want to focus on teaching people how to quilt. Um, so I know it took me a while to get there, um, but that was the biggest thing, um, really defining my niche, not just as quilting, but what quilter am I going after was huge. And I, I actually like that it took you a little time. I think that's more organic and like real, you know, that if you're on the spot, I teach a course that's a few weeks long. I mean, it's not always going to happen that during week one, you're going to figure out what your niche is, you know? So sometimes it takes going out there and putting out a few things and like whittling down to what do I love? What is my look? Okay, cool. I got it. Which I do want to say, I'm going to say something about each one of these people. I'll go back and say something for you as well. So Kelsey is a like super legit talented quilter. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> she like her points are I'm matching. Quilting <laughs> encyclopedia. Oh, yes. I mean, she knows she knows the quilting world, not just like the knowledge, but the skills. And so she's she is a, the real deal. Like she's she's a quilter. And Eliza has such a beautiful eye. I mean, she had a blog post for me on how to take quilt photos, but it goes beyond that. Like the way that she can combine fabrics and then her sweet, tender personality. Like she's just such a good person. Well, and you. so, yeah. So <laughs> I know, there we are. I feel like first moved the needle forward for me. Like taking courses has been amazing. But when I was on your podcast, like, was that almost a year ago now? Maybe I don't like even know. Yeah, don't something remember. like that. But I applied for the business coaching call and got to do it. And honestly, it was the first time that I felt like you recognized my business as a potential business. And it gave me the confidence to say like, hey, I'm going to call this a business. Like I'm going to treat it like a business. I'm going to like decide like when I talk to people about what I do, 
I make quilt patterns. And it still sounds so weird to say because unless you're in a group of people like this, they kind of look at you like, what's oh. that? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, that's really what moved the needle for me as far as just taking it from like a hobby that I potentially was going to hop to another one from in a month or two to like something that I was like, no, you know what? I can buckle down and like turn this into something. Yeah. And you know, that is huge for people like raise of hands. I'll tell you all who raise, who feels confident when someone asks, what do you do? Saying quilt pattern designer. There's a semi hand. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I have to explain what I do yeah. every time. Yes. Yeah. Mine's usually like, and my side hustle. Right. Yeah, I do this. <laughs> then I write patterns. Just I, at night, late. <laughs> and my husband used to say, oh, and she does this. I'm like, no, don't, don't tell them that. Like, <laughs> so there is some, if I could like wave a magic wand and give people the confidence to own it and like, Say it with confidence and not this apologetic, like, you know, yeah, yeah. just say it. Um, so I'm really glad that that, that I mean, was a thing. I think it takes somebody else seeing it in you sometimes to like internalize it and be like, okay, I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm not like shooting for the stars with no chance of making it. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Um, I'll go. Uh, so the thing that I think gave me the most confidence to even just like move forward was I finished my graduate program. And I thought, if I can do that, I feel like I can do so much. And I think that kind of gave me the confidence to like move forward. And then obviously taking your course, but to echo everyone else was just like kind of clinched that. Um, I think early on, I kind of embraced some of the more, I don't want to say forward thinking aspects of social media, but I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to like let go of a lot of the fear I have. I'm going to just forget that anyone is watching these and I'm just going to make these fun, entertaining, like mini tutorials through reels. And I think that's really what kind of moved the needle, you know, drastically forward for me. Which real quick, real quick, can you share? So you've been in business, what, six months? Yeah, six months. And well, a little over six months, probably. So in those six months using reels, you've grown your Instagram audience to... 17,000. 17,000 as of today while we're recording. Check when this comes out. It may have gone up. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, finding your your avenue of reaching your audience, which is going to look different for everyone, but that's been super successful for you. And so that definitely has helped move the needle. And yeah, well, just... I'm going to share for her. She's going to have a reels course coming out where yes. she shares the magic of how to do that. So keep your eyes peeled because I know I want to, I actually have learned some, you did a little bonus module mm -hmm. for the craft your career course. And I love, you're like, it's very basic. I was like, what does that say about me that I'm like, wait, what? Rewind. Tell me more. Which is why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually realized that there's a lot of quilters who just don't understand how to share these kind of short, fun videos. And I was like, you don't have to be afraid of reels. Like they can be really easy to make. So, well, and you even taught us stuff yesterday <laughs> and we make reels fairly often. Mm -hmm. And we were like, wait, wait, back up. Yeah. <laughs> and again, she's like, it's very basic. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm realizing now. Yes. I'm, I will share it on the course. So take that. <laughs> okay. So, and I need to say nice things too about them. So Jess is so business savvy. Like her, ability to like think of marketing is just second nature. It just comes very natural to her and like making these reels with her. I've seen them. I know she's killing it with reels, but to see her in action, making a reel with her, the way she's thinking, the words she puts into it, it's, I'm like, actually, she's like, what should we put for words? I'm like, no, you do this. I want to see what you're going to come up with. Cause this is really cool to see. <laughs> or your call to action. I was like, oh, I guess I should put one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening. Yes. yes. <laughs> so just a very smart business savvy woman that is just super talented and just comes naturally. So, and she's good at teaching it. So Lots of bonuses there. <laughs> and Casey, you just, I mean, from the get-go, I chose you to be on the podcast because I love your aesthetic. Like you just have, you've honed in. And for the record, we went to Riley Blake. Again, you'll have to look at the reel. The cover photo shows each of our fabric bundles and what we picked. And Casey's of everyone were like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of how on brand your bundle is. Like she is just so good at being on brand and she showed us the design she wants to come out with moving forward. And I'm like, uh, yep, that's you. You nailed it. Like that is so hard for 
some people to really nail down the niche and the look and her dreams of what she has moving forward. We've seen some sneak peeks, which I'm not going to talk much about. You'll just have to wait and see. But she is a talented lady and she is a dentist as well. Like she is a very smart, talented woman and super sweet. I also picked you because looking at your photos, like you just have a sweet, happy, friendly, welcoming look. And that's, and, and she's that way in real life. So it's just, it's a really great group of women we've got here. So if you can mm. surround yourself with good quilting friends yeah. or good, whatever friends, you know, it's just good <laughs> yeah. to have some good people around you. So we are here with business friends and we've talked a bit about, you know, the camaraderie and what comes with that. And now just switching gears a touch, I want to touch on the business. I mean, this is a huge gold mine opportunity to get these entrepreneurs together and talk business. So let's just tap into the brains of the ladies here. And Casey, I'm going to put you on the spot because you just took the craft to career course and it just finished. So of these things, Casey, if I were to ask, if someone out there is like, what should I focus on? There's so many things, what to do. It doesn't matter where you are in your business. If you're just beginning, if you're in the middle, if you've grown a ton, where to focus. Okay. What should it be? Social media, your website, product, products, or your email list? If you had asked me six weeks ago, I would have not picked this, but the email list is the gold mine. And Elizabeth told me that on the podcast that we did a year ago. <laughs> and I didn't listen. And then I heard it again a thousand times and I didn't listen until three weeks ago, I finally got my email list set up. I got a free pattern out there. I got the whole opt-in series that she talks about. And within three weeks, I think I've had over 350 more subscribers to my email list that I have been trying like crazy to grow for the last year and a half almost. And I mean, it's, it's where your sales, those are where the people that care enough to say, I want you in my inbox. I want to see what's new. I want to see the things that you're working on. That's where they live in your email list. Yes. Well, and for you listeners, I'm just going to ask how many of you have been frustrated with the algorithm or social media, or you want to go on vacation and not worry about posting and being punished for that. Um, or you're just exhausted and you're like, you know what? I just want to take things into my own hands. You know, that is what your email list is. If you have all of your followers and I'm not bashing, I totally use social media to grow my business. It is definitely a piece of the pie, but you want to bring those followers that you have onto your email list so that you can reach out to them whenever you want. Now, when I say that, obviously be smart about it. Don't be annoying with your emails, but um, you can reach out to them whenever you want. And I, I am going to just say this because everyone that I talked to was like, no one checks their emails. We're always on Instagram or social media. The numbers don't lie. And I, this is not coming from me. This is like the specialist in marketing people will see your email more than they will see your social media. It's what 7% at best of your audience that sees something that you post. So, I mean, give or take uh, if it goes viral or whatever, but, um, what's your open rate for your emails? Well, okay. A healthy, I've heard a healthy open rate for an email is like 13%. Okay. Um, so, but think about that compared to Instagram. Yeah, if you have 7% yeah. of the people checking your, your Instagram and seeing your posts. If you go to email and you have 13%. Now I just opened up mine. It's 41.6%. That's uh, for one email. I was going to say mine's usually like 35 to 45%. Yeah. Yes. 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 Well. Yeah. The clicks are way lower, but yeah. But yeah, even the clicks, even if the clicks aren't as much as the opens, first of all, people are seeing it. It's on their radar. Second of all, I guarantee the clicks in your email are higher than the clicks that you're getting from social media. So I'm not bashing social media, but yes, email is where it's at. You Plus you can download and save that contact list, save a CSV file, is that what it is? Um, and you can, you, those are your contacts. Like you have that. If someone hacks, you don't have to worry about mm -hmm. all the things that we worry about with social media and you play on your terms. You know, you contact when you want, you share when you want Don't want to make a reel. Don't make a reel, you know, don't whatever you, you get to do that. So, um, and it helps the sales are higher. Like I've tried it. I've studied it myself with other people over and over and over. Your sales will be higher when you send an email out versus when you post. So the goal in business is to grow your email list so you can grow your sales. 
Um, all of this, I feel like I have to make the disclaimer you're doing with the intention of a good product, not to be slimy, you know, you're being polite about what you email out and sending out good quality content. So that goes without saying, but with the girls that are here, I wanted to ask them what their top opt-in is. So an opt-in is something that you offer for free in exchange for an email address. So again, if you've listened to me, you know that I don't love, not judging if you have it, but maybe think about changing it. But I don't love when it pops up, join my newsletter. It's just, if it's your mom, she'll do it. But you know, a good friend, but no one wants to just join a newsletter to stay in the loop of what's coming, what's going to be new. Uh, they want something good and tangible that they cannot turn down. So you want to come up with an offer that will attract your ideal customer. So again, keep in mind something that's on brand for you that is going to attract people that want what you're offering. So ladies here, I'll start. I'll share the biggest offer opt-in that I had, and it was my free gingham quilt pattern. Um, that just went crazy bananas. So um, yeah, that was my biggest offer that I had, my email opt-in. I am also going to put a link in the show notes to all of these opt-ins. So from a business standpoint, if you're like, what is this opt-in? What is so magical about why is it working for them? Go and click on those opt-ins and see what what they're offering, what each what each of us is offering, and then what you get and why why has that been successful? So just for record, like my gingham quilt pattern has brought in 13, 15, I don't even know, something absurd amount of people to my email list. So, so it's been really successful, which I do think contributes a little bit like the photo that I used with that opt-in and it was a guest, whatever, I won't go into all of it. That was the opt-in. Who's next? <laughs> Who's gonna share theirs? So. so I'll say my biggest one was when I had a free pattern opt-in. Um, I had that one for like half of 2021. Um, now I'm getting ready to launch a master flying geese course. So my opt-in right now is, um, all of the measurements that you would need to make flying geese either, um, there's two ways to make four at a time. And so you need different measurements based on which technique you're using. And so my opt-in is that you get both of those measurements based on what technique and what your finished size of flying geese is. Um, cause sometimes it can be hard to find those measurements online. Everyone has a different, um, calculation of how they do it, but all of mine have been tested. So you get the actual measurements if you want to do the no waste way, or if you want to do the quilt in a day method. And I show you both of those. And keep in mind, this is Kelsey, the quilter who's like on point with everything and super <laughs> accurate. So if you're going to get a tip sheet from someone, it's Kelsey real quick too. Will you tell them you had an opt-in for like a free mini course mm -hmm. to, and how did that go? How many people signed up? How successful was that? Yeah. So before I started designing my course, I had a free webinar that I offered just to anyone on my social media account. Um, I had almost 450 people sign up for it. Um, not everyone signed or was actually there live in the webinar, which is fine, which is normal. Um, but they did get a replay afterwards. Um, they got the measurements as one of their goodies, and then they got some discounts for um, a pattern that uses flying geese on my website. Um, so there was a lot of things that came along with it just for signing up. Awesome. And super successful, like 450 people-ish. Like, yeah, that's it was only awesome. available for four days. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. I would say my best opt-in has been my um, EPP Hexi Flower Supplies and Measurement PDF printable um, that you can find linked in my YouTube videos. Um, but that's been super good to go along with my videos for people to supplement those with. Which if you've not seen Liza's latest pattern that released, it is called the Cottonwoods quilt. And I'm going to put a link to that as well. So you can see she has some EPP on the quilt and she did such a good job of her launch with that where she didn't show the full thing till the day of the launch and i was like a giddy school girl like i can't wait to see it i can't wait to see it oh my gosh like it was so cool and now she's got me wanting to do evp i've watched her video it's really good so yes very cool mm -hmm. well and the quote was such a cool design or a mixture of mm -hmm. patchwork and epp it was very unusual uh, yeah like enough you know epp that you learned a new technique and then also made this really beautiful quilt. So it was you just didn't have really to like hand make hexy flowers. Exactly. For like <laughs> years. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you guys. 
Um, mine, my best opt-in has been my free pattern. It's very, very simple. It's on brand. It's the colors that I have in a lot of my other quilts. It's definitely like a make in a day. The day that I put it out, I had a few people make one by the afternoon and send me photos. So it's like, if you just need a boost to your quilting confidence <laughs> yeah. after you spent six years on an EPP quilt, go <laughs> <laughs> make this one and it'll just make you feel like you've accomplished something for the day. And what is that one called? Static quilt. Okay. So again, there'll be a link in the show notes if you're wondering. And the show notes are at quilterscandy.com. Go to the podcast link. And then this is episode 54. So I actually, right when I started the business, I was looking for the modern quilt labels and for the longest time I couldn't find them. And so I actually made a download of these modern quilt labels that you can customize. And I've been using that as my opt-in, but I, uh, which you can go find on my website and they're still there. Um, I do have an opt-in that is brand new. And so this is, will be a social media content planner. So for everyone who's like struggling to kind of, you know, um, make content or have it planned for the month, this would be perfect for you. Very helpful. Again, this is Jess. who's grown her audience by a crazy <laughs> amount in what, six, seven months. So she is definitely the person you want to learn that from. So just, I mean, even if you're interested in these as far as a consumer, but if you're a business entrepreneur and you're wondering what is a good opt-in, what could I create? These are some tried and true and working opt-ins that you can go and look just kind of as a case study. Like, well, let me get some ideas of what I could do. So go and check these out as well. So, okay, I'm going to ask you guys because a lot of questions that I get from students or DMs from people, it, it they're feeling overwhelmed. There's this feeling of overwhelm that there's so many things to focus on. There's the blog and the website and the podcast and maybe not podcast, that's more me, but um, Instagram, email list. So I'm curious for you guys, if you have any little nuggets of wisdom on how you have filtered through all of the things, how do you focus and how, how do you spend your time? Like, how are you getting things done and moving the needle? Um, so I would say for like bigger items, I, you know, I have to decide what is going to bring the most value to my customers and to my business. So, you know, we talked about growing your email list. Like if I have an opt-in or something that I want to get up, that's what I focus on first. Um, if it's writing a pattern and say, I say, amen to all of this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if it's finishing a pattern because, you know, I set deadlines for myself. Um, so big picture items I kind of put in priority, but then even on a day-to-day -day basis, every night I sit down and decide, okay, what are all the things in my business that I want to get done tomorrow? And that list may be 50 things long, but I have to decide based on my priorities, what are the top six things? And I number them one to six. So when I walk into my quilting room, when I walk into my office, I know number one, that's what I'm working on. So I don't have to sit there and waste time of, am I cutting fabric today? Am I working on a blog post? Am I sewing a binding on? Am I doing a reel? What am I doing? Nope. I've already decided 24 hours ahead of time. This is what I need to do. Do number one, do number two. Some days I get through all six and then I get to do whatever I want. Or some days I only get through number one and number two, and that way, number three, the next day that goes to number one. And that's the first thing on my list. Um, so I plan it ahead of time. I don't plan it in the moment so I can make sure I'm constantly getting things checked off my list and moving it farther and farther um, through the priorities that I set. Which I'm going to point out to, to do that, you have to have a bigger picture. Like you're saying, what's the most important thing here? You have to have some goals. You have to have the bigger picture in mind with that to work. Otherwise it's like, well, what, which one should I do? So to really step back and like, know what your product is, what's going to serve your customer what, what are you working towards? You know, otherwise everyone else's priorities become your priority. Someone asks for something, you're like, I guess that better be top of the list, but you've got to be able to say no and make, keep your priorities, your priorities. Yeah. Well, and I think that was good yesterday that we laid out a 12 month plan. I've usually only ever done like a three month plan. Um, but that way I could divide it up into months and then it's easier. Okay. This month, my pri priority is this and here are all the things I need to get done. List them one to six and go forward. Yep. And that'll be so much. So listener, if you're listening 
you can totally do a 12 month plan of just what are the big things you want to do in the next 12 months, launches, sales, whatever that might be. It doesn't have to be a product. It can be whatever is on your dream list. Put your big things and in the next 12 months, what is it? And then work backwards. What do I need to do this month and next month, you know, to make that happen. So, yeah. Yeah, this is definitely something I struggle with feeling overwhelmed because I want to do all the things and I want to grow and I want to do this, this and this. So going forward, I'm going to say, okay, I wanted to learn how to do Facebook ads. So this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to devote this time. Um, I'm going to take this course, you know, and just like chisel away at it when I can and just do specific things that I wanted to do. And yeah dedicate that time, learn that, and then move on to the next instead mm-hmm. of doing, I'm going to take 20 minutes, to learn about Facebook ads and 20 minutes and upload some photos to Pinterest, you know, where that really doesn't get much done in the long run. Yes. Okay. Again, I'm going to touch on that. But if you have a list of, let's say you want to learn how to do Pinterest and you want to learn, learn how to do Facebook ads, let's throw, I will just start with those two. If you have both that are going on at the same time, you're doing both of them halfway, you know? So write down, there's something powerful about writing down all the things you want to do. And that way you feel like, okay, I'll come back to this and then choose the one that's at the top of the list and go all in and do that. Just like you were saying, Liza, focus on it, get it down, get it down pat. And then, then when you feel like, okay, I've got this under my belt, then move on to the next thing. So if you look at anyone who's successful, you're probably like, they're doing all the things. They weren't at first, or they started with the one thing and then they added the next. It's a very step-by-step thing. So um, take it bite by bite, you know? Yeah. I really liked what Kelsey said, well, and Liza as well. I think they're both really, really important to keep in mind. Um, I think for me, it's a mixture of like doing lists every day or even for the week or the month and also just deciding what it is that will bring the most value, I think, to my ideal customer. Um, making sure that like I'm serving her in some way um, and making sure that like whatever I'm posting or whatever I'm doing in some way brings value to her life. So, or his, for or his, for mine is definitely her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My is definitely her, but yours may be a man. <laughs> I have like 2% of my following is men. So add them in there a little bit. So you men listeners out there, thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs> we know you're in the 2%, but we appreciate yeah. you being here. But it is hard. And all of us, I'm sure, have felt overwhelmed. Like All of us. And I feel that all the time still, even to this day. It's like, wow, I've got a lot to do. So I just think letting go of the things that don't matter as much, like you can do those later. Yeah. And I mean, also being realistic with your time and all the things that come at you. Once you know your niche, you know your business, you know, as you continue to grow, there are going to be people who bring collaborations and ideas and partnerships to you. And if you know what your brand is and what your goals are, it's easier to say, no, that doesn't fit. And I can't fit that into my schedule either. And then you don't get as overwhelmed. So being realistic of like, what can I actually handle? Right? Like all of us are parents here um, or moms. Um, And I think sometimes we want to do it all, but we have to realize I only have this amount of time, you know, to work on my business each day. What is the best way to spend that time? Mm -hmm. Is it doing a collaboration? What am I going to get out of that? And if not, it's okay to say no. And, and just focus on what you know is a priority. Round of applause to that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's hard. That is extremely so hard, hard to do because I want to do all the things. You want to send me a free product? Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm always thinking Here's exposure, exposure. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. This will be good. But at a certain point, it's not good. Like it can really hurt you. Cause... Yeah, it's overwhelming when, you know, once you start to grow because everyone wants to partner with you and it's, it's hard to say no, but you know, for your business and your sanity it's good to be able to do that. And even I like to bring it back to my customer. What is really the best thing for my customer? Mm -hmm. Am I sacrificing the quality of what I'm providing for them because I'm excited about this free thing? That's probably not great, you know? So, well, I might be speaking for the minority of quilters, apparently, (laughs) but I am not a type A person. I am not a list maker. I am not. (laughs) What? No, I have no lists. Honestly, studios everywhere. No, I mean... I think for me, what has allowed me to accomplish things with having three little ones at home and feeling like I have a lot on my plate all the time is like perfection is the enemy of accomplishment. Like you don't have to do it perfectly. Write the blog post, put it up there, 
go back and edit the typos later. Put the pictures out, <laughs> yes. go back and look and say, okay, next picture, I will edit it better. Like do the project, look back and say, next pattern, I will write this better. Like that's really how I've been able to go about getting things done is I just put it out there and I look back and I say, darn it, I will not do that again. <laughs> <laughs> but it really, you learn a lot that way. And I feel like sometimes if I was waiting till the perfect moment, till I had the one hour block to get done the task that I had given myself to do, it would never happen. It would never happen. And so instead I do it for 10 minutes while my kids are eating lunch. Or I sit and I listen to a podcast while I'm cooking macaroni and cheese. Or I like, <laughs> and those are the things that I do. Or like while my husband's giving the kids a bath, I sit and like try and type out the blog post for tomorrow really fast. Like that's that's how I get it done. It's probably not the most efficient. I'm learning from all of these ladies that I should start making lists. <laughs> <laughs> or not, or not. Do you? I, I would be scatterbrained and very stressed. Yeah. But well, I think, the, I mean, the value comes in that like at least you start. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy to never even get started because yeah. you're too afraid to put it out there and have negative feedback. And the negative feedback comes even if it's perfect. Yep. <laughs> like mm -hmm. It just comes. Yeah, you can't please everyone. You can't mm -hmm. please everyone. And so that's, I don't know, that's my type B. Yes. <laughs> well, and well, I think a lot of times too, we want it to be perfect so much that you're right. We never put it out there. Um, and then you stress yourself out because you're like, I should have done this already. I should have already gotten this done. And then you get down on yourself that you haven't achieved anything on your list, my list, <laughs> not your list. <laughs> um, and I mean, that's just like a bad kind of mental cycle to be in of like, I should have already gotten this done. I should have already been able to edit this. Or, should is just a bad word in general. Yeah, yeah. I should have really already should done just get rid of it. Where would use it? <laughs> yeah, if you just get one step at a time and it doesn't have to be perfect, put it out there. Your customers understand that you're human um, and it's okay to go back and say, whoops, you know, here's, mm -hmm. here's a better version. Here's exactly how it's supposed to be. I know we've all, we talked about this earlier. We've all made some silly mistakes that we were trying to rush and, you know, our customers were forgiving. They know we're human. Um, they don't expect perfection from us. So we shouldn't have to either. Well, perfection is such an illusion too, because no matter how many times you edit it, someone's going to come back and find a mistake yeah. mm -hmm. and it'll probably, it might just be you. You might go back and look through and be like, that was Well, wrong. that and in our niche, people really appreciate when you're not super slick and commercialized. So in mm -hmm. some ways, those imperfections make you stand out from yeah, other people. They add this kind of like authentic mm -hmm. realness. Yeah. I'm, I'm always going to be missing a period or a comma somewhere <laughs> in my pattern. So I, I just, just go look for it. it. Yeah. Go, go, yes. go buy the pattern and look for it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send you, I don't know, a cookie if you, get, if you find it. But I'm sure it's in there. Um, and, but I can't worry about that. I just need to put the pattern out there and, and let it be. I mean, I have seen the perpetual student where they want to learn, take another course, take another course, where there's one thing where you need to learn. But at some point you've got to just jump in and do the thing. And I, I'm probably more like Casey where I joke that, you know, the phrase ready, aim, fire. I'm more ready, fire, aim. I just kind of <laughs> jump in and do it. And and then I usually get feedback like, ah, oh, there's this thing. I'm like, sure enough. Yep. <laughs> Let's go in and fix that. <laughs> but my gosh, if I let that stop me, I would never put out anything. And so... But I think this highlights, too, the beautiful thing we talked about, about our differences, that we are so uniquely us. And so there's no right way or wrong way. But if you're feeling overwhelmed, one, know that that's normal. It's okay. It, you don't need to function at like a crazy, terrible feeling all the time. But but it is normal to just feel a little bit like overwhelmed. But two, just figure out what works for you, whether it's jumping in and just doing some, I do recommend having priorities, knowing your niche, knowing your audience. I mean, that's kind of like, you got to have that before you do anything else. But then are you a more type A? Do you have the lists? Do you not? Um, also just like picking one thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like instead of picking like eight things, like Kelsey, you're just like amazing for having six things on your list. <laughs> I feel like when you're in the beginning, just pick one thing and try to be good at that one thing, honestly. And then you can start adding like a two and a three Amen. and a four. Amen. Well, and I think maybe I should clarify. The six items are if I need to write an opt-in. Okay. Yeah. What is my opt-in going to be? Did I go make the landing page? 
did I make the pattern or whatever that goes along with it and put those in order. So I may be only actually accomplishing one <laughs> giant priority, but I broke it down broke into it down. six because Which I really also like, helpful. I, yeah. like the, I like the check mark. I like to be able to cross it off. Like, yep, I put my name on that email. <laughs> I also think yep, that like, I did that. Like certain people are drawn to different things. And so like, for example, I love making little videos. And so like, that's what I was drawn to. And some people are drawn to like writing blog posts. Like that's their thing. And so you can also just be good at that and then kind of move out into other realms. Absolutely. And if there's something you love to do, do that thing. If you love to talk, do a podcast. If you like to make videos, do Reels or YouTube. And it's okay. You don't have to be the expert or have a large audience or whatever and all the things. Do the one thing that you really love. And, and you'll get better. Yes. Like, we all start so terrible. That's how you get better. Yep. Oh, and we do all start terrible. So if you think <laughs> that like... the beginning of our Instagrams or the beginning of our websites and you'll see... It was good to see today. We also, besides Riley Blake, we went to Mixers and met with the founder, Jess, and even her in not a quilting realm at all. She also admitted she's made some mistakes and she's made some oops and people recognize that and it's okay. She moved forward. She fixed them. It wasn't perfect. She changed her packaging. She changed her branding, you know, a couple months in because she decided it's not what she wanted. And so it's not even just in the quilting craft realm. Every business owner goes through this. Um, so don't be terrified to make a mistake so much that you don't start. Mm -hmm. I think you even provide value in showing people your progress too through your failures. Because my most popular blog post is my review of four quilt coat patterns. The first quilt coat I made was horrendous. <laughs> it was so ugly. It my was a giant bag. Like, didn't know how to like not give me two negative of a ready for my first UFC match and it was correct it was so that terrible. is very accurate of what that quote so like. My current quote yes. was like that <laughs> but it was so good to like to put it all together and say like this was my first flop this was my second flop this was my third we're getting closer and then this is my fourth we finally nailed it. Like that's, and that in and of itself provided a lot of value because I was looking for that blog post where I wouldn't have made the bad quilt coat to begin with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think even walking people through your progress of like learning on your own is providing value. Well, and I think that grew your following and your email list because people know they can come to you and you're going to give real feedback yeah. and you're going to test Trust it out. Transparent. Yeah, yeah, you're transparent. Transparent. And, yeah. Yeah. So this was terrible. Yeah, they see you're human, you've made mistakes, you're helping them not make those mistakes. And then when you finally got to that end result, they were like, yes, Casey knows what she's talking about. I can trust her. Yeah. Trust your opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I hope you've enjoyed sitting here and chatting with my business friends. It is just really awesome to surround yourself with people who support you and lift you up. And Casey, there was something you mentioned earlier. I don't know if you want to share it now about just being with supportive friends. Yeah, I was just talking about how in coming here, I thought like, oh, we're all pattern writers. Like we all kind of do the same thing. It'll be neat to like see what they do. But instead, I just realized like, man, as we sit and talk about our visions, like our visions are so different. Our goals are so different. And our patterns are so different and everything that we've done, we've done it in our own way with our own spin. And I've learned so much from the girls who like in a million years, I could not design the patterns that they're designing. Like it just is not part of me. It's not who I am. And it's just made me realize like, man, we can all do it. We can all make it to the finish line together. We can all be successful. We can all cheer each other on and feel confident that that doesn't take away anything from the success that we're going to have. In fact, it just builds so much more to have somebody in your corner that says like, go get that, go do it. Like we can do it together. So it's been such a gift. Absolutely. It's been really refreshing to know, you know, I can cheer Elizabeth on, I can cheer Jessica on, I can watch you guys and promote you. And it doesn't hinder what I can do with my business or how I can grow. Um, we can all grow together. What's the saying? I'll High tides raise all boats, or something. Oh, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, I mean, because I've heard it before, before when I first started, like, there's room enough for everyone. And it can feel like, oh, sure, because you're trying to sell a course or something, you know, but like to be in the room with people and to see that 
it is so different. Like even if you're coming out with the same product, let's use quilt patterns, for example. If two people are designing quilt patterns, they're going to be so uniquely different because we are different. We have different aesthetic things that we like, colors. I mean, natural, we're drawn to different things. So, and also like Casey was saying, just to chat with each other that our dreams are very different. Here I thought we're all coming together as quilt pattern designers. We have these little branches that are so different and like some really cool ideas that they're not for me, but they are so cool. And that person, it's, it's their passion and they love it. And we need each other. We need to have these differences of beauty. And I do believe if each one of us has success with our business and again, quilting, but we can use any industry, but it only brings more people into that little sphere, into that world of, again, quilting or whatever it might be. We're introducing new people and new eyes, and we're bringing people into that world, which then brings more people to our product. So it really is true. The rising tide lifts all boats. And if you hear that and you're like, oh, please, you've got to get around some great friends who will lift you up and encourage you. And I know that there are people in the world who, who can bring us down. And if you've been surrounded by that, just use this as a time to maybe separate yourself, have a little distance and to really surround yourself. I mean, your thoughts and your beliefs really impact what you do. And so if you're feeling like, no, if you believe that there's not room for you, then there's not going to be room for you. If you believe that there's an abundance, there's enough in this world and in this universe for us to have success, you can have that. And so surround yourself with those people who support you and love you and do really have your back and really want you to be successful because that it's magic. It's really magic to be around those kinds of people and friends. So thank you girls for being here on the podcast today. Super fun, super talented ladies. Again, be sure to check out their, their Instagram accounts and their websites and check out those opt-ins if you're looking for ideas for an opt-in for yourself. Um, and so next week, I am going to be introducing you to Sharice of So Hooked on Treasures. She is a gem. She has uh, some skills that I don't have, and I hire her to do my Pinterest. So we're going to talk about the beauty of outsourcing things that you don't have the capacity to do or don't want to do, and finding people who are really good at that. So we're going to dive into that. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Friday on the Craft to Career Podcast. <laughs>